Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dana and it's a pleasure to have you here. Today is December 29th and we will be reading paragraphs 2842 through 2849 today. And it is the Feast of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. A beautiful feast day. We are talking about uh, the Our Father and we're in the section on Forgive Us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And just as a reminder, this is uh, the third to last episode of the Daily Catholic Catechism podcast, at least for now. Uh, please let me know uh, how you, uh, if you have any thoughts or feelings about this. Uh, and definitely please uh, keep us, keep me and my family in your prayers. I'm going to do a little bit of sabbatical and prayer and reflection and think about uh, how to move forward from here. But uh, I would like to spend a lot more time with uh, family and, uh, and my wife and everything. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we forgive those who trespass against us, this as is not unique in Jesus' teaching. You, therefore, must be perfect, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. It is impossible to keep the Lord's commandment by imitating the divine model from outside. There has to be a vital participation coming from the depths of the heart and the holiness and the mercy and the love of our God. Only the spirit by whom we live can make ours the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Then the unity of forgiveness becomes possible and we find ourselves forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave us. Thus the Lord's words on forgiveness, the love that loves to the end, become a living reality. The parable of the merciless servant, which crowns the Lord's teaching on ecclesial communion, ends with these words, So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. It is there, in fact, in the depths of the heart, that everything is bound and loosed. It is not in our power not to feel or to forget an offense, but the heart that offers itself to the Holy Spirit turns injury into compassion and purifies the memory and transforming the hurt into intercession. Christian prayer extends to the forgiveness of enemies, transfiguring the disciple by configuring him to his master. Forgiveness is a high point of Christian prayer. Only hearts attuned to God's compassion can receive the gift of prayer. Forgiveness also bears witness that in our world, love is stronger than sin. The martyrs of yesterday and today bear this witness to Jesus. Forgiveness is the fundamental condition of the reconciliation of the children of God with their Father and of men with one another. There is no limit or measure to this essentially divine forgiveness. Whether one speaks of sins, as in Luke, or debts, as in Matthew, we are always debtors. Owe no one anything except to love one another. The communion of the Holy Trinity is the source and criterion of truth in every relationship. It is lived out in prayer, above all, in the Eucharist. God does not accept the sacrifice of a sower of disunion. 
but commands that he depart from the altar, so that he may first be reconciled with his brother. For God can be appeased only by prayers that make peace. To God, the, pe the better offering is peace, brotherly concord, and a people made one in the unity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Roman numeral 6, and lead us not into temptation. This petition goes to the root of the preceding one, for our sins result from our consenting to temptation. We therefore ask our Father not to lead us into temptation. It is difficult to translate the Greek verb used by a single English word. The Greek means both, do not allow us to enter into temptation, and do not let us yield to temptation. God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. On the contrary, he wants to set us free from evil. We ask him not to allow us to take the way that leads to sin. We are engaged in the battle between flesh and spirit. This petition implores the spirit of discernment and strength. The Holy Spirit makes us discern between trials, which are necessary for the growth of the inner man, and temptation, which leads to sin and death. We must also discern between being tempted and consenting to temptation. Finally, discernment unmasks the lie of temptation, whose object appears to be good, a delight to the eyes and desirable, when in reality its fruit is death. God does not want to impose the good, but wants free beings. There is a certain usefulness to temptation. No one but God knows what our soul has received from him, not even we ourselves. But temptation reveals it in order to teach us to know ourselves, and in this way we discover our evil inclinations and are obliged to give thanks for the goods that temptation has revealed to us. Lead us not into temptation implies a decision of the heart, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. No one can serve two masters. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. In this ascent to the Holy Spirit, the Father gives us strength. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength, but with the temptation will also provide the way of escape, so that you may be able to endure it. Such a battle and such a victory become possible only through prayer. It is by prayer that Jesus vanquishes the tempter, both at the outset of his public mission and in the ultimate struggle of his agony. In this petition to our Heavenly Father, Christ unites us to his battle and his agony. He urges us to vigilance of the heart and communion with his own. Vigilance is custody of the heart, and Jesus prayed for us to the Father, Keep them in your name. The Holy Spirit constantly seeks to awaken us to keep watch. Finally, this petition takes on all its dramatic meaning in relation to the last temptation of our earthly battle. It asks for final perseverance. Lo, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is he who is awake. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.